no Christian has to be poor. If we had to be poor, Jesus wouldn't have said, I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. What was he preaching to the poor? If it's not to correct it, then it should be preached to the poor. He said, I came to preach to the sick. And we know when he preached to the sick, the God won heal. So if he's preaching to the poor, then prosperity is part of the gospel. It is. Are you with me? It's part of the gospel. Amen. Which is able. It has an ability. I tell people, I believe God's word so, so much. Because it has an ability. I told you this the other time. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. It has an ability to produce. He says, I commend you to God's the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. God's desire is for you to have his word at work in your life. And he has made this possible by bringing to you his message from our man of God, Pastor Ray King. Keep on shining and reigning forever as you receive God's word for your life today. The Lord is going to do mighty things tonight. If you came here with any sickness in your body, be ready to see it go. For that, I'm very certain. Be ready to experience healing in your body before you leave this place. I'm going to call out because as the word of God comes to you, the word of God is potent enough. In these last days, the Lord is bringing us to a consciousness as his children that Christianity or church is beyond religion. It's a living thing because the church grows, the church matures. Do you understand? Amen. This meeting is prized better than what is going on in the White House. Prized better and what is going on in the parliament house. What is the reason? Because God is here. Do you understand? So anytime you have the opportunity to gather, gather around, don't let it be religious. It's you and God. Do you understand? It's you and God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, what do I have for us today? What does the Lord have for us today? Uh, he, he, has, he has a lot in store for us these three days. A lot of truths that we have to share. Sometimes three days may not be enough. You get it, to explain everything. John 10.10, 10, let's go there. What we used last year. Last year I shared a lot of things. And I dissolved some doubts. I mentioned certain things that I think triggered or provoked some thoughts in your minds. An example is a, we have a lot of people coming to church because of, in quotes, a blessing. Amen. Because of a blessing. And when I say a blessing, their definition of blessing is even different. 
To them, a blessing is the car, the building, the house. And their definition of blessing is the car, the buildings, and everything. And I asked the question, I said, don't we have people who are already building, yet are not born again? We have people who are traveling, yet they are not born again. They don't even have a prayer life. We have people who are making businesses, yet they are not Christians. And we as Christians come to church because we want to travel. There is a demon sitting on your visa. There is something blocking your progress. If that's the reason you've been going to church for all these years, I say without apology, you've, you've, you've wasted your time. Your bosses are not even Christians. They are the ones making the money. Then you come, you are praying for some breakthroughs. No, I'm not saying don't pray for them. I'm just letting you know that we've got the wrong focus. God provides all that. But we've got the wrong focus. What was the church in the beginning? What, when the church was birthed in the book of Acts chapter 2, what was the mission? What was the minds or what were the minds of the apostles? They were looking at establishing what the Lord had brought to them. Okay? In this ministry, as we are growing, I tell, I said, every single person who is born again is a minister of the gospel, whether or not you know it. Every single person who is born again is a minister of the gospel. A few or a group of people are called to be pastors, apostles, evangelists, prophets, and teachers. That's a different category. The Lord anoints people specially for that office. But every child of God is supposed to be a minister of reconciliation. For the kingdom. Every child of God is an ambassador of the kingdom. Hello? Yeah. So you may not have been called to stand in the pulpit or something. But... You have your pulpit. I always say, some of you, your pulpit is your social media. That's where you have a lot of followers. You have a lot of people viewing your life. And that is the avenue at which the Lord is watching for you to propagate the kingdom. The Bible says that Daniel was a prime minister and was a prophet of God. Do we, have, do we need Christians to be up there? Yes, we do. So that they can influence what's going on. Amen. Amen. So today I'm going to share some things. And then when I do, you realize that your life is not ordinary. You are not an ordinary person. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. You are not an ordinary person. I came to terms with this a long time ago. That I'm special. Say I'm special. Put your hand on your chest. Say, I'm special. 
you know, sometimes we accept the jargons in this life and then we say, Obianya special, but not everyone is special. What can happen to someone can happen to you. Says who? Have you forgotten the Bible says we are a holy people? We have been separated from the world. So what happens to the world shouldn't be happening to us. Say I'm special. Say I'm special. You see, I want you to shout like you know you are sure. You see. Or it's now entering. Say I'm special. Say I'm not ordinary. And I'm going to prove how that you are not ordinary. You know, Christians are normal people. We are just people who have received Christ. And you are not ordinary. Let's read it. One, two, three, go. But for to, uh-huh, kill and to destroy. Next verse. Okay. I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. He says, the thief cometh not, but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that ye may have life and have it more abundantly. So, until, until the appearing of Jesus, the devil was stealing, killing, and destroying. He's mentioned the ministry of the devil for us. So, anything that has to do with killing has nothing to do with God. Anything that has to do with death has nothing to do with God. And anything that has to do with stealing has nothing to do with God. You know, we need to have the right perception of who God is. Especially in this age. Especially in this age. Because God shows us himself in the ages. Before Adam fell, after he fell during the time of Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Israel, through to David, Solomon, he showed us. And most at times, certain things were written in the Old Testament that gave us a caricature mindset of who God was. For example, killings. Do you know God never killed anybody? Yeah, I know, I know you will be able to quote millions of scriptures from the Old Testament to tell me God killed somebody. But Jesus is God revealed to us. If we want to know more about God, the model we have is Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Hebrew that he is the express image the Greek word is character, an imprint of God. So anyone who wants to really know who God really is or what his nature really is must now study the life of Jesus. That will give you, you know, a holistic view of who God is. But if you don't have that, you'll still be interpreting God with some of the, you know, things that happen in the old. And that's because the English language is limited. In some of the things that you may see and they say, and then the angel of death from the Lord came and then killed and did all that. You say, is, is it from God? 
If you go into the Hebrew, you realize that they were written in the passive form. So it's like God allows it, but he is not the active person. Jesus reveals that the thief came to kill. So if God ever kills, then God should pass from. Sorry, um, the, the, the devil, yeah, came to kill, steal and destroy. So God should pass for the devil if he's killing people around. Hello? You need a holistic view of who God is. That is why in this ministry, I don't pray to kill people. Because that's not the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. We don't pray to let them die prayers. Well, if you do, after tonight, I'm sure you may have a different mindset. You know, you are always killing. You've killed and killed and killed. The spirits that are in now are the same spirits that our forefathers dealt with. Are the same spirits that David, um, um, Jonathan, everyone. Spirits don't die. So if you are praying against a witch in your family, that that witch should die. It's a childish prayer. Why? Because when that person dies, the spirit will move to another vessel and will still operate in the family. What you are supposed to do is put their works to a stop. Because the spirits we are dealing with now are the same spirits that were in the Garden of Eden. They haven't died. Give the Lord a mighty clap. Up. They haven't died. So a lot of things are, are going on in the circle of Christianity and we haven't really asked questions. We haven't really gone into the scriptures. We just accept them and move with them. But thank God in these last days, he's raising the people. The Bible says that we will come unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the, the fullness of the stature of Christ, where we will express God fully in everything. Everything. There'll be no loophole. He has said it in his word, and I believe it that it will be. Nothing will stop it. So the church is rising stronger and stronger. That has been my confession because the glory of the latter will be greater than the former. Our fathers have paved the way. Some are still in the system paving the way. Glory to God for that. Thank God for the fathers. Because if it wasn't them, I couldn't be here today. Amen. I couldn't have been here today. So he's letting us know who God really is. He says, I've come that ye might have life and have it more abundantly. Say more abundantly. Now this means that the life that God brought us through Jesus is not a life that just settles with us. It's a life that flows. It's a life that flows. Your, your life as a child of God must affect your neighbor. Growing up through school, I believe the Lord was preparing me to be a pastor. And I couldn't be influenced easily. Before you influenced me. Ha. I couldn't. You tell me to do certain things. I, you cannot. And this is how it has to be. That as children of God, you are the one, you are the influencer. Not the one to be influenced. That's the meaning. Abundantly that it fills you. Do we have the amplified version? 
Thank you, Pastor. So it reads, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they might they may have life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Lord a mighty clap offering. They will have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. So what he brought us is not just settling with us. It has to flow to the world around us. And that's the reason for this conference. That we'll come to that consciousness that, hey, wake up. Wake up. You've been a Christian for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 2 years, 3 years. Wake up. And know that, hey, my life is supposed to affect the next person by me. What is your life at your workplace? Is it an abundant life that is flowing? Or what comes out of you is death? What comes out of your mouth? What comes out of your actions? Is it life? That is what he brought. That is what he brought. And how did he bring it? He brought it by giving himself. Giving himself for us. Giving himself for us. John 3.16. I know it's a very popular scripture. John 3.16. Let's all go there. For us. Amen. Are you learning something? Yeah. I, this, you shouldn't miss tomorrow and Sunday. Because I'm going to talk about Today is just the introduction. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk more about the life. How much of that life dwells in you? And how you cannot, impossible, lose it. You'll get out of this place thinking differently. you get out of this place, you know, uh, you know, we, we, the life is real. Those around me tell you, I said, nothing should get spoiled in your hand. Nothing. There are some people, when you leave something to them, there's a problem. Not with me. There can't be death around me. If you are, the, if you are that person that, you know, you just, you don't have good maintenance culture after tonight, oh my God, you shall have. Things cannot get spoiled around me. I remember one time a friend of mine, her mom shop, the padlock got spoiled, and it was a very expensive one. So the mom was ever ready to repair it. They gave it to every repairer just to unlock the padlock. It couldn't work. Key can't come out. Padlock can't open. They've poured oil. They've done everything. I think it was a security padlock. So she, they had given her money. And when she came, we, she came to church. So we had clothes and we were walking home. That was a few years ago. We were walking home and then she told me and I said, really, give me the padlock. So I took the padlock and I said, in the name of Jesus, I command you to open. In less than three seconds, cut. It just opened. She was, she was shocked. And I said, yeah. You have the same power. You have it. But you don't know. It opened. Instantly she called her mother and the money that they had given to her to go and give to the repair. And I said, no, I don't need it, man. I don't need it. <laughs> give the Lord a mighty clap of it. So, you see, things shouldn't die around you. I remember a keyboardist one time had an issue with his phone. 
and when he's operating the phone, it can't. You know, screen issues and all. But I tried, 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 and you know, he was speaking to him, and I said, give me the phone. And I said, I command you, work now. I gave it back to him, it was working. And I told him that the fact that it's working doesn't mean don't get a new phone. Go and get a new phone. But it's just the Lord letting you know that, hey, you have something inside of you. You have something inside of you. There are many, many. So when I'm talking about things being, being alive, it's not just animate stuff. Inanimate objects have to respond to your word. Because the word of God comes out of your mouth. It has all the power. Amen. It has all the power. John 3.16. Let's read it. One, two, three, go. Love the world, uh uh-huh, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, uh uh-huh, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish should not perish, but have everlasting life. We've quoted this from, you know, children's service, but this is one powerful scripture that when I quote, it stirs me up. There is a lot in here. You believe you will not perish, but have, have everlasting life. And everlasting life is not a life that doesn't end. It's beyond that. Caris is a grace-based ministry headed by the Lord Jesus Christ and led by his servant, the man of God, Pastor Ray King. Our vision is connecting the world to Christ and raising men unto perfection. Our purpose is revealing the righteousness of God to man and our mission, preaching the gospel to everyone in our sphere of contact. We welcome you to join us in worship across our various fellowship grounds. On Tuesdays, we have the Hour of Intimacy from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. And on Wednesdays, we have Cell Meeting from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. The locations are Red Top at Wager, Galilee at Ablekuma, Mile 7 at Achimota, University of Ghana Campus, Adenta House and Down, Noble House at East Legon, Junction Mall at Sakumono, Bachelor Total at Spintex, Sunshine Hospital at Airport, Spintex KFC, and Community 5 at Tema. Our Sunday Ipoekodomio services take place at the Zion Convocation Arena at North Legon, Popo Street, Hacho, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and Red Top at Wager from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. You can contact our team on 020-099-8099 or 055-592-6251. The Temple of Paris, forever we are kinging in Christ. <laughs> 